It's time for episode 403 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to the Clockwise, the podcast where our tech talk goes TikTok, but not on TikTok. I'm Dan Morin, and across the internet for me is my good friend, my pal, my co-host, my dungeon buddy. It's Micah Sargent. Hello, Micah. Well, hello, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing surprisingly well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm hanging in there, Dan. It's a it's another day, another dollar, et cetera, et cetera. Are you are you a poster full of inspirational sayings? Is that what this is? <laughs> I am a tiny kitten hanging on onto a tree. Onto a tree. And uh you therefore are inspired to keep on trucking because I'm a tiny kitten wearing a trucker hat hanging onto a tree. <laughs> <laughs> a lot is happening on this show, and a lot is happening with our guests. <laughs> to my left this week, it is the co-host of podcasts, including Friends in Your Ears and Roboism right here on Relay FM. It's the business unicorn herself, Kathy Campbell. Welcome back, Kathy. Hello, Dan. I'm so excited to be here. You can do the thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. And to my left, uh, podcaster... And Razzle Dazzler, especially when it comes to <laughs> Raz and Dan, it's John Moltz, everybody. Welcome back, John Moltz. Thank you. I was wondering, has Miss Minutes ever been on this podcast? <laughs> that would be a heck of a tie-in. I like it. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Good cross-promotional opportunity. We'll, we'll reach nice. out to her people. All right. I'm going to kick things off today. Apple has started officially rolling out podcast subscriptions via its app and its store. Are you willing to subscribe to podcasts individually? I guess it's a loaded question on a podcast that has a subscription. Uh, and are you likely to subscribe to podcasts individually via the Apple Podcast setup? Kathy, what are your thoughts on podcast subscriptions? Uh, so I'm glad that something like this exists to better push out information to people that aren't Relay members. If you want to be a Relay member, check out relay.fm slash membership. Uh, but I, I like the idea of this kind of becoming more of a like a blanket option so that it becomes more normalized. Um, so people are more aware of it. Um, and then it can be utilized in better ways outside of Apple. Maybe. Um, I think, uh, I won't myself probably, um, cause I'd rather subscribe to podcasts individually that get more of the money. Um, but uh, I like it as an idea. How's that? <laughs> there are a lot of question marks <laughs> at the end of that. Yes. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did hear a lot of question marks, which I have too. Um, I think that so on its face, it is a it's a good thing for folks who don't have other ways of adding this kind of um, functionality uh, or who don't want to go through the process of working with you know a, a third party um, and so in that way it's good it means that there will be more opportunity for folks to um, you know monetize the work that they're doing that they I mean podcasting uh, while we all you know joke around and and uh, 
it, it may seem easy. There's a lot that's involved. And so I think that um, the opportunity for folks to make money off of the things that they do is great. And also, uh, particularly when it comes to kind of letting more people be a part of that uh, pie, letting more people have a piece of that pie, because um, traditionally, it has been a field that can be kind of difficult to break into. And so any opportunity to remove friction there, I think, is good and is um, democratizing. Uh, So all of those things speak to it being uh, a good thing. I personally... I don't use uh, Apple Podcasts as my podcast client, so I will not be subscribing to podcasts because I do not open the app in the first place to to be offered that opportunity. Um, so not for me, but I do think that on the whole, this is um, this is good, uh, despite the concerns about you know walled gardens and such. John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, pretty similar to to both of you because. I I don't see myself using this particular uh, method of paying for podcasting. Uh, I would probably also go outside of this scheme. I mean, it's like I, I get it, it. It's nice that they're that they <laughs> that there's an easier way to do it, I guess. But at the same time, I don't see why Apple needs thirty percent of something else at this point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and um, I would rather that a hundred percent goes to um, the podcast that I want to support. So I would prefer to pay them directly and there are definitely podcasts that i think like if oh man if that podcast had something else like an additional content that i could pay for i would absolutely do it um like if there were if the fall of civilizations podcast had more civilizations falling <laughs> i would pay to, to hear more about the other civilizations that also fell <laughs> so um yeah like giving money to podcasts is great giving one money to particularly smaller podcasts that, that you enjoy is is even better i think um somebody made like spotify gave a deal for 60 million dollars for somebody for three years which you know if they have an audience i guess that's that's the way it should work i suppose but also i just feel like you know it's 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 harder for smaller podcasts to keep going even if they have like a decent listener base so um in that regard, you know, whatever money they can get <clears throat> is probably good, but uh, I'd rather they get 100% of that money than 70%. Hmm. Uh, how much extra to cause the fall of a civilization? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, there's a feature. <laughs> Bonus content. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you have said. I think that the upside of this is the exposure is potentially really big for podcasts um that maybe have trouble driving stuff to subscriptions right because it's tricky like uh if you do have a big chunk of your audience in apple podcasts and you need to explain to them go to this website and go to this url and sign up there and then you can get this feed and then you add this feed to your player like i can see it removing friction from an experience i agree with everybody who said that apple's cut is probably too large and it is bold of them to come out with 30 percent on this when <laughs> they are under so much fire for that in other places um I think the big trick is, you know, for a lot of us who are already, you know, cobbled together membership systems, it has been a lot more work, but because of the return on that investment and the control we get over it, uh, you know, there are advantages to it. The other problem is if you're a podcast that already offers bonus content and subscriptions, it'd be nice if you could offer this as a separate, you know, potential stream just to capture people who are like on those platforms and might, again, not want to go through the, the more frictionful experience. But right now, their production tools mean that you have to do all the work twice, which is just not going to happen. So I think it's an interesting sort of version one. I'm kind of interested to see how they refine it after they have a little more experience with it. 
But thanks for all your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic today, which comes from Kathy. All right. So it has now been a week since Dub Dub DC. Uh, there is something, was there something that previously like slipped under your radar during the keynote or the State of the Union or that came out uh, through all of the other things that has you excited? Yeah, so for me, it was um, learning more about what Apple is doing in terms of matter. And and by matter, I mean a very particular thing. I don't mean sort of matter in general. <laughs> um, matter is the alliance of smart home uh platform makers and manufacturers and framework makers all coming together in a way that uh, this technology can be used kind of universally across the different platforms. And so I had the opportunity to watch the different videos about this and see how device makers are going to be uh, adding their uh, tools and their products to this. And it's going to be really awesome. So I've been pretty pumped about uh, about matter and uh, it used to be called the project connected home over ip uh, all of that kind of coming together and seeing apple's uh, take on it and what it means is actually very exciting and is more than i thought it was going to be in the first place so yeah it's kind of um some dreams are being realized slowly but surely and uh wwdc kind of gave me more of an impression of that uh, what about you john um, well, I am currently, I have two, I have one foot in, in Apple's uh, iCloud keychain and one foot in one password. <laughs> and it's a confusing situation for me. And I, and I keep thinking I need to like commit to one of these two <laughs> systems. Um, and, and apparently in Monterey, uh, they've made some improvements to iCloud keychain and it now has its own spot in the system preferences panel and um it looks just from a quick glance like it might be enough for me i don't consider myself like a real power user of keychain i just need something that's easy to understand that stores my passwords um and i'm hoping that this feature will mean that i can you know possibly get rid of one password i do like one password i've been, i've been paying for it for a long time and really enjoy it and the one thing that i would probably miss seriously is the fact that i occasionally do use other browsers and i'm assuming that um i would have trouble using the uh, a little bit more friction using icloud keychain if i'm going to be using a different browser from time to time However, I don't do that that much, and I think that it would reduce so much other friction in order, just by using one system. And I find that I like, I, I find that I think iCloud Keychain is a little bit less obtrusive when I use it in the browser, and I like that a lot. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to switch to just using that system in the future. But uh, of course, I'm going to have to see when it, when it actually ships. FYI, I think there is going to be an option they mentioned in the release notes for a uh, iCloud Keychain plugin in Microsoft Edge. That is not a joke. Oh, okay. That's an actual thing. So there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that the things that jumped out at me after the fact were, one, um, the um, multitasking on the iPad. They're, they've added these uh, a larger degree of... Uh, system-wide shortcuts, keyboard shortcuts that you can pull up now, apparently, um, using that globe key on the keyboard. If you hold that down, I think it, it acts as a modifier now, and there are more abilities to sort of use the keyboard on your iPad to do system-wide tasks, including multitask-related things. I think that's a positive. Uh, it's an embrace of the Magic Keyboard and, of course, just external keyboards on the iPad generally, and combined with a lot of the other multitasking features, which I was 
feeling kind of down on after the keynote, but like the more I read about them and the more I heard about people using them, it seemed like, all right, these this might actually be a decent improvement to the way the multitasking system has existed so far. Uh, and then the other small thing I saw, this was mentioned the other day, there's apparently currently a terminal uh, hack, you know, preference set thing that you can do to return sorry, Safari 15 on the Mac to the old style y- UI. <laughs> So I think mm-hmm. that's the thing I found out about that I'm like, well, that might that might appeal to a lot of people. We'll see how long it lasts in there. Yeah. So I'm I know they talked a lot about like FaceTime and there was lots of jokes about, oh, you know, the pandemic's almost over. It's really late, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still the more and more I read and see about like the screen sharing options and specifically FaceTime for not Apple users, I get so excited with the opportunities and options available for, you know, tech support for your uncle that lives in Mexico. Um, And I can't just drop down and go say hi. But uh, as the resident, you know, Apple tech support person in the family, being able to help them without trying to explain how to get onto a Zoom will be really, really helpful. And so that is what I am most excited about. All right. Well, that is two topics down, two topics left to go. But of course, that means it is halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by the Inside Track from Microsoft. We talked about podcasts and finding podcasts to listen to. It's great to find new podcasts to listen to because sometimes you're looking for a way to get outside your comfort zone, learn about something new, or just perhaps get exposed to new voices. If you're looking for a new show to try, uh, listen to the Inside Track with host and resident car guy, Carrie LaBelle. The show interviews with industry experts, experts, insiders, and analysts covering long-term trends, evolving expectations of consumers, and the effects of technology advancements on industry strategies. Each show covers a bunch of segments like AI and BI use in uh, automotive manufacturing, connected vehicles, cloud simulations, intelligent infrastructure, and guests include people from Audi, Toyota, Anata, Ansys, SBD Automotive, and more. Uh, I checked out an episode that was talking about using cloud simulations to figure out how to deal with uh, basically everything from design to engineering, testing, and simulation. Uh, basically, using AI and this all this technology to show how, like, if you're designing an autonomous vehicle, the the things that you sort of need to uh, account for, and also because working with sort of your cloud infrastructure means you can uh, open up opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily have in other cases, and especially you know dealing with uh, sort of COVID and and the pandemic, uh, a lot of this really opened up possibilities that you know letting people work at on stuff from home that otherwise they couldn't really do. So really interesting look at all these things you may not have thought about. Go and listen to it now. Just search for the Inside Track wherever you get your podcasts, or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to the Inside Track and Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, halftime is over. Micah, what do you got for us? I've got a question. Oh, uh, what is the last <laughs> video game, mobile or otherwise, that captured your attention? John? I'm not going deep into the well to pick this one, but I'm going to say Breath of the Wild because it is the game <clears throat> that I have played absolutely the most over the last few years and keep returning to. I actually sat down last night and started over again. 
<laughs> which I have done numerous times in the past and um, also helped my son get through certain levels that he was having trouble with and then played all the additional content as far as I could get. Anyway, some of it I haven't finished yet because it's still, it's still too hard for me, but I keep trying. Um, but I think that is, I mean, that's, I think that's definitely one of the games that is going to, I mean, I've, certainly for myself is like historically uh, one of my favorite games of all time. And um, I can see myself going back and playing this thing for, for years as I've done with some other games. I mean, I, I like myth as a game on the Mac that's from the nineties that I still have, I still have an old Mac that I can play it on. And I still do every once in a while, drag the thing out and play myth again, just because I loved it so much at the time and it still plays very well. So uh, I, I hope that I will be able to keep playing with breath of the wild. And um Nintendo also showed some scenes from the next version of the game, which I'm uh, eagerly awaiting, and I believe comes out next year. So I'm um, hoping for good things from that as well. I need John to come over to finish my Breath of the Wild playthrough. I've got to... <laughs> uh, the thing for me, I, I tend to like um, sort of shorter experiences in a lot of games. And so the most recent game I could think of that I really loved was a game called Return of the Oberdin. Uh, which I know I made John play too, I think. Um, and it's a... <laughs> suggested. I suggested, sorry. Uh, it's a puzzle game, and that's what I love about it, is that it is one of those games that, like, it has sort of a discrete, like, here's the thing, here's the setup. Um, you're going to have this story told over the course of a few hours, and you can sort of... There is a conclusion to it, right? It's not like yeah. a game that there's you drop into. There's a mystery, too. Yeah, there's a mystery, which I love. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, and so that game, it looks... Funky, it's got this really like old school graphics um, take on things, which I enjoy. It's got a, a wacky sort of time travel-y like mechanic. Um, it's just a, a really clever and difficult puzzle game. And I enjoyed sinking my teeth into that for a few days. I um, am not a huge gamer. Um, I enjoy playing some games that are low impact, low... But I most of the... I enjoy having... Uh, like a to-do list, a step-by-step instructions on how to do a game. Um, so my answer is the same as Moltz's in that Breath of the Wild is remains in my 39 years, the <laughs> second game I've ever finished. Um, and I bought the big book with the map I've gone through and like done all of that. And it's so fun. I think I want to restart it to get ready for the next breath of the wild to come out. Um, I love, I mean, the, I love the horses. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Epona is the best part of that game without a doubt. Um, but I, I love the fact that I can do whatever I want, um, including choose the um, fun tasks to do versus not or come back to something and um, I don't ever get frustrated with it which I think I really appreciate so that is my answer nice it is um it's very rare for me I don't consider myself a gamer and it's very rare for me to find a game that that captures my attention but uh recently that happened which is what brought me to this question um there is a game called divinity original sin 2 Mm -hmm. and it is an rpg an action rpg and um i downloaded it for the ipad uh to show some of like the the 
big games and apps that are sort of high performance that require a lot of power from your iPad. And in doing so, I ended up really getting into the game and I just beat it last weekend after playing it uh, in my free time when I could. (laughs) And it's just, it was so much fun that now I'm kind of like, I'm looking around for uh, games that are similar to it. So uh, it's been a long time since I've done that. I think the... Zelda games of yore were the ones that I played um, back, you know, Ocarina of Time was the last time I kind of really paid any attention to an RPG. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's It's been fun. Um, all right, let us move to our last question, which comes from John. So this week, progressive antitrust expert Lena Khan, who is a professor at Columbia University, was named to the Federal Trade Commission. And this has sort of been widely seen as a shot across the bow of the big tech companies because she's written a lot of opinions indicating that they have too much power and that um, some breakups should possibly be looked at. And my question to you is, if you were going to break up a tech giant, which one would it be and why? And um, recognizing that while we are um, avid f- watchers of technology, we are not necessarily antitrust experts. Um, you can feel free if you have a serious opinion. Please let me, you know, please please bring it. And um, if you uh, would like to just be as petty and vindictive as you'd like to be, because <laughs> Siri is stupid, and you <laughs> you think it should be thrown into the ocean, uh, that that's okay too. So. Dan? Excellent. Oh, petty and vindictive. It's like you know me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Amazon. I do think Amazon has a lot of issues, and I think some of it is the fact that they really have expanded hugely and touch all these different parts of people's lives. I think even from a base level, their their frankly monopolistic position on uh, ebook sales is something that that definitely needs to be looked at. Uh, and I say that as somebody obviously with a stake in the publishing world, um, but I do think they wield a ton of power there, and it is something that really needs to be looked at, especially since they also maintain their own publishing arm as well, which always seemed to me a little bit like, well, that seems like a conflict of interest. Um, and then just in general, I think their control over the retail market in general, uh, they don't have a ton of competition. They've driven a lot of business out, uh, businesses out of competition uh, and they just continue sort of expanding their hold uh, on different markets as they go. And as we've seen in recent uh, exposés, sort of a, a life at Amazon, most recently there was a New York Times article this very week talking about this. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily treat a lot of their employees very well. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of questions about sort of their practices. So uh, given that they are headed by one of the most, if not the most, you know, wealthy person in the world, I feel like, you know what, that's it's time for a little scrutiny there just to just to see how things are going. Um, can I answer all of them? Yes. <laughs> yes, you okay, may. Cool. Yeah. That's my answer. Yeah. But more specifically, I'd really appreciate like if they get held accountable and oh, I don't know, pay their employees. Um, you should not be a billionaire if your employees are on food stamps. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw that out there. Um, and I am gonna say some things that are not appropriate for this uh, network. So instead, we're going to move on to Micah. Um, I'm going with Amazon as well. Uh, I, I don't have a, a stake in the in the publishing bit yet, but um, I certainly, oh. I, I do think that uh, Amazon is 
every time we talk about the different things that Amazon does wrong, and then we talk about sort of what we can do to 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 help out, it's like first of all, it shouldn't be on individual people to try and make a difference uh, for this corporation, and secondly. Um, it's almost impossible for individuals, even in small groups, to make an impact whenever a business is that big and is that wide uh, spread. And so Amazon having all of these different arms and, you know, even if you boycott Amazon's website, you're still uh, with Amazon as the backbone of a lot of the internet, you're still going to be supporting Amazon that way. And then buying books uh, becomes harder. And all of these different things, you know, groceries, uh, you're going to Whole Foods, well, suddenly you're supporting Amazon again. So it is very difficult and untenable uh, personally to uh, have an impact to make Amazon change. And the only thing that seems to be that could make Amazon change is some sort of breaking up because fines are just a way for uh, corporations or people with a lot of money to break the law uh, because they just uh, budget in for those fines and do the things they want to do anyway. So yeah, I think we're breaking up Amazon. John, what about you? <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I guess I'm a little surprised that we're reaching such consensus, but, <laughs> but, 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 but also gratis, gratified. Uh, I, I, yeah, cause I agree basically with all of you. Cause I think, I think in the big picture, I think they all should be broken up at least a little bit because these companies in general just have too much power. And it's always so disappointing when you see a, a small tech company startup and you really enjoy their product. And then like a couple of years down the road, they get bought by one mm -hmm. of these companies and then turned into just some sort of funnel to try and move people into like their particular, you know, world view so um and and you know as micah said i have tried personally to prevent myself from using amazon products as much as i can but it's so hard to do and in the end of the day it, it, i'm sure they certainly don't even notice and the fact of the matter is that th this has to be done at a more you know large-scale systemic way so that uh they can actually you know feel the pain of the pain that they're causing us really um so so yeah i think i think my serious my, my my two serious answers are all of them should be broken up at least a little bit and um i think if i had to pick one in particular amazon would probably be the one although my my petty and vindictive answer is facebook for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right that is our last topic we have just enough time for a bonus topic but before the bonus topic this week let me just take a second and tell you about another show here on relay fm focused if you're struggling to focus you're not alone with all the distractions we have Focus can seem like a superpower, but hosts David Sparks and Mike Schmitz can show you how. Go to relay.fm slash focused or search for focused wherever you get your podcasts. And now the bonus question. What is your favorite natural, i.e. non-human made place that you've ever been, Kathy? I really love the Oregon coast. Um, it's just kind of the, the whole coast, the options. Um it's usually cold and wet and rainy and rocky. And I realize that that is not, you know, hashtag goals for most people when you visit the beach. Um, but I also hate sand. So it's perfect for sitting on a porch <laughs> and listening to the waves, listening to the rain and the waves and, and that. And I will hands down always pick the Oregon coast. 
Uh, for me, there is in uh, Mendocino County a uh, blowhole. It's called the Little River Blowhole. And it is so it's basically a, the water gets funneled in from the ocean as the tide comes in. And at, because it's a sort of a violent process, it shoots water up into the air and then goes back down and drains back out into the ocean. And uh, the couple of times that uh, we've been there, it's nobody else is there. It's super, super, super quiet. It's peaceful. There are these beautiful trees, and it's, uh, it's just so serene. And then you can go and sit um, on this cliff and look out at just this vast expanse of the ocean. And I... I there's nothing better it's amazing it's absolutely amazing uh yeah kathy in uh, talking about the coast made me think of uh, this place we like to go in washington state uh la push which is i probably shouldn't mm. even mention it because now i don't want anybody else to go because it'll ruin it um, but <laughs> very very similar and it's it's fantastic but my first um thought was the, the badlands um mm. in mm. south dakota Love which the, badlands. Uh, the first time i drove through in like 1990 i was completely blown away yeah. and um it is absolutely gorgeous and if you ever have a chance you should stop by. Yeah, the Badlands are super cool. Uh, I was going to pick Carlsbad Caverns uh, in New Mexico, which I went to on a cross-country trip when I was 17. Is just phenomenal. It's one of those... I'm not a super like into caves person, but it's just spectacular. It's jaw-dropping. I've, I've never been to someplace else that really made me feel like that. And then close second is basically any place in Iceland. <laughs> like Iceland is like one big, <laughs> amazing, yeah. natural <laughs> phenomenon. All right. Thank you all for your thoughts. And that means we've reached the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for being here this week. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. And John Moltz, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Michael will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.